Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. By now, you may have heard the amazing story of two twin brothers from Ethiopia who were both suffering from a disfiguring spine disease called scoliosis. They both underwent surgery before Christmas, and we have an update on their condition from the surgeon responsible for changing their lives forever. Welcome to Spine Talk, Dr. Ted Bellinger. Good afternoon. Glad to have you. So tell us about the conditions of Tamarit and Marcus. Okay, well, they're both doing very well. Uh, Marcos had a simpler uh, single surgery just before Christmas, and he is recovering nicely and uh, is uh, going to be able to travel back to Ethiopia in uh, uh, maybe another month. His brother Tamarat had a more complicated scoliosis problem, which was much more of a severe curve, so he's going to require a total of two surgeries and he has had the first procedure already, uh, and right now we're in between trying to do a gradual correction of his deformity with uh, these growing rods. They're called magnetic growing rods, and the idea is we're trying to get some additional gradual improvement of his curvature uh, before we take him back and do a second procedure where we will finalize his correction and, and put his final screws and rods and so forth in to stabilize his spine. Well, you mentioned uh, that this operation has some new technology, and it's the, uh, it's the, expanding, uh, the expanding rod. Tell me a little bit about that. That's, that's fascinating. It is actually a very fascinating technology. I almost think of it like Star Trek kind of technology. These, mm-hmm. uh, there have been historically some situations with really young patients with scoliosis where they're too small and too young to do a fusion procedure on, which is the most common surgery done for scoliosis. So, for example, when a three-year-old comes and has a severe curve, we don't want to fuse their spine when they're that young because they will look abnormal as they grow because their part of their spine that we fuse stops growing. It also affects their growth of their chest because the thoracic spine is the part of the spine that's most commonly affected by scoliosis, and that can affect their lung volumes and their lifespan and everything. So when we have somebody that young, we often do a strategy where we put in these temporary growing rods, and then you have to periodically, every three or six months, take the child back to surgery and reopen the incision and lengthen the rod to kind of keep up with their growth. so you're sort of putting their, this distraction device in, if you will, and then every so often you have to lengthen it so that you keep up with the growth of the child. And then if you can get them into adolescence, then you take that out and you can do a final surgery. Well, these magnetic growing rods are uh, a big innovation because they're basically used for the same purpose, but they can be lengthened ex- from an external device. You can actually put the rod in once, and then you you don't have to go in and take the child back to the operating room and put them under anesthesia and make another incision to lengthen the rod. You basically put an external magnetic device on, press the magic green button, and it uh, lengthens the rod internally uh, through a magnetic field apparatus. And so that spares 
uh, a lot of trips to the operating room and a lot of discomfort and pain and everything else and a lot less uh, risk because you don't have to keep making the same incision over and over again in the same place with the risk of an infection or something else happening. Mm-hmm. So it's a really cool uh, advance. I have to say that this tech, the manner in which I'm using it for Tomarat is not what it was designed for and maybe one of the first times it's been used in somebody his age for this purpose. Uh, so uh, this was just sort of my idea as a way of uh, gradually correcting his curve. And the advantage to him is that the alternative would have been to still do a two-stage procedure or uh, and either put him in traction uh, for months in between the two procedures or uh, skip the first procedure and just put him in traction for something like three to six months uh, before we did his operation, and, and, that, and that way you get a gradual correction. problem is, is then he's confined to being in traction for months and months on end with all the problems and immobility that's associated with that. So this is a much nicer way for him to have a complicated uh, problem corrected without being confined to a bed for months on end. Yeah, that's fascinating. Just absolutely fascinating. For those who don't know, scoliosis is a is a a condition that that the spine is curved, uh, disfiguring the the back. Is there any is there any does anybody know what causes scoliosis? We do know a lot about scoliosis. Uh, we are quite sure that it is a genetically inherited uh, disease. There are many different versions or types of scoliosis, but if we're talking about the, you know, the usual what we call idiopathic scoliosis, which is probably the most commonly recognized that happens in uh, people in all walks of life, and it's more common in teenage girls than any other group. Uh, that kind of scoliosis we know is genetically inherited, and we do know some about the details of those genetics, but of course uh, it's not a single simple uh, disease process. Uh, we also see different kinds of scoliosis related to congenital abnormalities and infections and uh, other diseases uh, that have scoliosis as a, as a side effect of the disease. Uh, whereas most people uh, just have pure scoliosis without any other syndrome associated with it. And Marcos and, and Tomrat have that kind of scoliosis, just regular old idiopathic scoliosis like we might see in America. Well, this mission uh, you've undertaken, and this is the second, this is the second major uh, operation on two people that you've done in, in as many years. Uh, it, it obviously cannot happen without a lot of people and a lot of organizations. I hate to put you on the spot because I know there's so many of them, but who are some of the people and organizations that made this miraculous transformation a reality? I have a a long list of people I'd like to thank, uh, and I hope I don't forget any on my list. I apologize to anybody I leave off. Uh, But first and foremost, I get a lot of support from uh, the hospital system that allows us to do the surgery free of charge, and that's uh, through a local hospital, Medical City Plano. Uh, They allow all the care and every piece of the rehab and follow-up to be uh, free of charge for the patients, and if it wasn't for that, there's no way that we could do this. Uh, We also get donated implants to execute the surgery. So the companies that uh, normally sell uh, spine implants, screws and rods and so forth uh, to hospitals and surgeons to take care of people have donated all of the implants that we used 
and those companies are three. That's Medtronic, Nuvasive, and Globus. Nuvasive is the company that provided us with those magic uh, growing rods, and they're, by the way, literally called the Magic Rod, M-A-G-E-C, Magic, uh, and allowed <laughs> us to use this in this. How appropriate, fashion. how appropriate. Somebody somebody has has a, a good sense of marketing in the it in that organization. Brilliant, brilliant <laughs> name and, and, and a perfect uh, technology to, to use that name. Uh, and uh, so if it wasn't for all the implants being donated, of course, we couldn't afford to, to provide this care. Uh, Texas Back Institute uh, provides support not only uh, by uh, giving me the freedom to take some of my uh, time to, to perform the surgery and travel to Africa every year and perform mission work there. They also provide a lot of administrative and legal help and some of the individuals within the Texas Tech Institute actually go above and beyond and, and help with even the day-to-day care of the patients. One of them is serving as a host family for the, the twins uh, while they're staying in America. And if it wasn't for all of that help, uh, there's no way that uh, we could pull this off. Dr. Rick Hodes is a doctor who is from America but has lived in Ethiopia since the late 1980s. And he uh, looks after hundreds and hundreds of Ethiopian patients with severe spinal conditions and delivers them to doctors like myself uh, who can provide the advanced and complicated spine care that they need. And he very much uh, treats every one of them like they're his family. And if it wasn't for his uh, support and finding and looking after the patients and tracking them and uh, following them up and keeping track of them after they go back home, we couldn't do this kind of work. Uh, patients would get lost to follow up, and, and that would not uh, fly uh, for this level of complex surgery. So we have, uh, uh, I could probably go on uh, with, with more, and I hope I haven't left anybody important. Up. No, that, I think you've, I, yeah, I think, and we'll we'll uh, we'll add some more to the blog post if if we uh, if we forget anybody. But uh, how can how can someone who's listening or someone who's reading how can they contribute to this mission? Because I think you have managed to touch the hearts of a lot of people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area anyway. How can someone help you every year continue this work? My uh, my favorite answer to that question is they can buy lottery tickets and uh, feel free to donate uh, <laughs> the proceeds to our uh, charity. Uh, Good. We do have a uh, not-for-profit uh, charity organization that we're affiliated with called the Conscience International Ethiopia Project. Uh, which I know is a mouthful. Um, and there is a website that you can go to, www.conscienceinternational.org. And uh, they, through there, you can click on the links and get to the Ethiopia Project and, and uh, make donations. We have a direct uh, uh, give forward uh, donation site that people can make contributions to. And uh, we have uh, certainly the ability to directly accept uh, contributions uh, made out by check to Conscience International Ethiopia Project, and we can provide all the necessary appropriate tax documents for any uh, uh, generous individuals who want to make a substantial donation. Um, so that is really uh, some of the, the most tangible ways that uh, someone can help me do uh, what I do. And, uh, of course, we also have uh, countless uh, volunteers that come with us, and anybody with uh, medical knowledge and expertise that's relevant to what we're doing is uh, welcome to 
contact us and, and inquire about how they can help. Well, you you have uh, you have made an amazing impact on at least four people, and I know uh, you're a young man, and you've got many more years that you can be doing this. Tell me to to wrap this up, and I, I don't know how you answer this, so I'm just going to go ahead and ask it anyway. What is the best part of this mission for you personally? Well, I think the you know, the business of medicine has become more and more just exactly that over the years, and I think with you know, the intrusive uh, way that insurance companies and the government and everybody have kind of eroded the the joy of practicing medicine. This is a great way for me personally to get back to the, the purest form of taking care of people where I, I just go and find the people who need me the most and I do what I'm good at to try to help them the best way that I can and it's purely for the, the, the gratitude and, and the satisfaction of helping somebody there's no no other gain in it uh, beyond that, and and I just think that's it's beautiful. And, and if everybody did something like that, took whatever their special skill was and brought it to the world and, and gave some of it away, even just a little bit, uh, this world would be a better place. You're a good man. The twin brothers from Ethiopia are getting better thanks to the work of our guest today, Dr. Ted Bellinger. Thank you, Dr. Bellinger, for joining us. Thanks, Art. I'm Art Young, and we'll talk again soon.